Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, it's saving the spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right up there. 10 yards. Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming in your ear holes. And guys, some of us made it. Some of the states are open for deer hunting. Um, and so the other states are extremely close, a month away, less than a month away for most of the Midwest to get out there and start chasing these bucks. We've almost made it, guys. Just one more month of holding out, and then we're going to get out there and do the thing we love, do the things we've talked about all year leading up to this moment. So a um, couple quick updates for what I got going on, then we'll get to the people that make this possible. But First of all, this week's episode is going to be me. Um, over the past few years, I've hunted a certain way. I'm changing the way I hunt this year. Um, and I'm going to break it down and see if you agree or disagree um, and what your opinion is of it. Um, uh, but that's what this episode will be about. It is um, The title is, you know, Are We Overcomplicating Hunting? Um, and I feel like over the years I have definitely done that. Um, so I'm going to break down some of the reasons I believe that I have done that and how I'm going to fix those problems this year in my hunting style. Um, as you know, I'm not releasing any of the bucks that I normally got on cam like I'm talking about. Um, I'm doing that all on my Patreon account, and uh, the winners for the Patreon account will be re uh, for the trail cam. Um, 
setup from Good Set Mobile will be released uh, this week. Um, so we had some big velvet bucks on cam, and whoever picked the biggest one um, on the cam on the map is going to get to uh, get one of the setups for free. So uh, that's exciting. But um, secondly, um, as you guys know, uh, the season is coming up, so I will be recording all my episodes. I am going to do the next seven days series uh, once again. Um, I'm going to. I've already got some of them recorded. I got a lot of guests lined up that are going to be recording soon, and uh, I'm going to be bringing that content to you every single Wednesday of what's going on with a different guest during that time frame of the year. Um, and I really enjoy these episodes. They're quick, easy to digest. Bro, from October or from September 27th on, that's all it's going to be, guys, is that next seven-day series. Except from the 28th of October to the 12th or 13th of November, maybe 15th, I can't remember, I'm going to be doing the Rutcation podcast again. Every single day coming at you. Where I hunted, what I did, what I did wrong, what I did right, did I kill, what bucks did I see, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're st I'm still going to release that on this platform. Um, the Patreon members are definitely going to be getting a lot more of the inside scoop on what I my direct setups and stuff like that. Um, but you guys are still going to get um, all the free content on here for you know 18 episodes of the. Uh, Rutcation uh, Radio or uh, Rutcation Podcast is what uh, what we call it over the year. Um, I release an episode every single day in the morning, um, and I get done hunting, and I come in and record here every single day. It's a big undertaking for me, um, but it's something that uh, has done very well for me in the past, and you guys have loved. Um, so that's that's all the, uh, the checklist that I wanted to touch on. But we cannot forget the people that make this possible, guys. I've been doing this show for five years, a little over five years, almost six years now. Um, and Exodus uh, Exodus Trail Cameras have been with me the whole entire time, guys. Um, maybe like, like a year in, we started working with Exodus. So everybody that has used my code at Exodus, thank you so much. You guys have absolutely knocked it out of the park with that code, guys. Cannot thank you enough. That code's still live and active. Um, so um, if you need it, reach out, um, but it's on all my socials in the bio. Um, you can find her there, um, but, and make sure, and, and if you're going to use to get some something from Exodus, clothing, arrows, cameras, solar panels, make sure and use that code. That helps me out a ton. Um, so huge shout out for you guys. The Exodus update. Um, cell cams are slowing down a little bit like normal. I always have that slowdown around this time during velvet season. I've re released a podcast about it before. Um, if you're experiencing this slowdown, the bucks are probably still there. It was hot. They weren't moving very much. They're shedding velvet. They're breaking out their bachelor groups a little bit already. Get, bucks are getting hard horn. Um, you know, they're starting to lay down a little bit more signs. So stuff's changing. Acorns are starting to uh, drop. So, um, you know, it's it's different. So if you're not getting them on cam, don't worry about it. They're still there. Just hang tight um, and let that historical data work for you, and hopefully those bucks come back. Um, but, you know, you kill them one early, you got to be on them. So, but you got another month. So I just don't want you to move cams and regret it later. Um, but uh, I have all the rivals out. I have uh, the render out on the urban piece. Um, bunch of does on there, one small buck, um, but nothing crazy. 
Um, am on some really nice deer this year so far. Um, I had some deer that did not grow an inch of rack more than they did last year. Crazy. Looks the exact same deer. Um, crazy that, you know, I thought, I know it was a kind of a drought early season, but I figured that, you know, the moisture came and mild winter, I figured it'd be a good growing year, but a lot of the bucks I'm seeing, you know, they didn't blow up a lot. Um, but just a lot of solid bucks out there. Nothing absolutely giant um, so far, but that'll change when uh, when October comes around and they start hitting these scrapes good. Um, but getting to our newest partner, Rec Broadheads. Um, as you guys know, the last episode, we talked about Rec a little bit and, and what he's what Matt's bringing to the outdoor industry for the past few years. Um, uh, thank you if you use that code WLP15. Um, to get one of those sets of broadheads or four or five sets, whatever you need. I got uh, six sets because my boy's going to be shooting them out of his crossbow this year as well. Um, so I am shooting the mechanical um, and the XPs, um, but there's a lot of success already in velvet season um, from the rec broadhead. So excited to support Matt this year and, and shoot the rec. Um, so if you guys are in the market for some broadheads, check them out. Use code WLP15. Um, that save you 15% at checkout. All right, guys. Well, let's get into this episode of Are We Overcomplicating Hunting? All right. Well, getting into this episode, Are We Overcomplicating Hunting? Um, and that's something that, you know, I want you to think about as I record this episode, as you listen to this episode. It's something that I've been thinking about kind of all season. Um, you know, I, I talk to hunters every single week. Um, and I talk to so many different hunters all across the nation and get so many different strategies and the stuff that they're doing. And this is working and that's working. Um, and to me, I think I've gotten so much content over the years. Um, there's so many different ways to kill them that I have stepped away from how, how I'm good at killing them. Um, so this year, I'm going back to that. I'm simplifying everything. Going back to when I was hunting freeze, um, when I was killing, you know, giant bucks year after year, um, I was doing it my way. That was before, you know, I had a podcast, before um, I had all this content. You know, that when I killed a freeze, it was like the first year we had the podcast, second year we had the podcast. Um, so it, I'd only talked to a few people, and that was like the when I started eye-opening. But you get in five, six years of this, and you realize that there's a thousand different ways to skin a cat out there. Um, and you really got to focus on what works for you and not try, not, you know, I don't want to say don't try, but don't try so many things that you're overcomplicating hunting so much that it's almost stressful. Um, so in my opinion, I 100% think that as a whole, the whole entire hunting industry is overcomplicating hunting. Um, and there's a few reasons why I think this is one um, it's for, you know, product sales. You, there's so many gadgets and gadgets and things out there that you can buy this, this, and that, um, that's going to help you kill a deer. Um, this is what they're going to say. You're the, you know, the, the commercial was a giant buck getting shot and the guy recovering and, and, and hanging out with his buddies, every hunting commercial that you see. Um, and, um, a lot of that stuff is just overcomplicating what you need to get it done out there. So I'm lessening that as well. Um, another thing is just the massive amount of content out there that people are absorbing. Um, 
you know, a guy from Pennsylvania listens to this episode from a guy from Iowa and not saying that he can't take anything from that, but in his mind, if he's thinking, man, none of this stuff is going to work for me, you know, it's interesting. I'm learning stuff, you know, if I ever go to the Midwest, but a lot of this stuff isn't going to hunt for me. Maybe I'll give it a shot, but they're so intertwined on the way that one guy is hunting maybe hubs, one guy's hunting scrapes, or one guy's hunting buck bedding, one guy's hunting doe bedding, one guy's hunting pinches, um, and they just dive head first into it, and they don't have any success. But they're so dead set on making it their style that they just, you know, just keep pounding the pavement, pounding the pavement, and every year they're not having success. They're not having success. It's harder. They're seeing less deer. Um, and they're trying to be something that they're not good at. And I've done that personally, trying to do stuff that I'm not good at as other people. Um, you know, there's the thing about hunting, like I said, there's a there's a thousand ways to, to get it done out there. And you could figure out how you're good at it when you start killing bucks. Maybe you're really good at hunting over that secluded bean plot that you've had success at. And you're skipping that because you want to start buck bed hunting right now i'm not telling you not to do it but you go a year and you could have got it done on the bean plot and you were buck bed hunting you probably need to go back to that bean plot and get it done in my opinion if that's if that's your bread and butter and that's still working you need to go back to that um so you got a whole bunch of content from people all over the united states all piled into one group where you can get it on podcasts you can get it on youtube it's in your fingertips whenever you want it and you're absorbing so much content you're almost absorbing so much stuff that you don't even know what to pick and choose and stuff's overrunning with each other. So me, I have dialed back on the content. I used to listen to a ton of hunting podcasts. I've really roped that down and I'm listening to more, um, you know, like uh, being a good dad, um, being a good person kind of podcast, being a better man podcast. Um, I love Order of Man if you guys are looking for a good podcast like that. Um, you know, trying to raise kids in the right way and, you know, and listen to specialists talk um, about, you know, raising men in this world um, and, and stuff like that. Listen to Joe Rogan a ton, just getting random information that I don't need, but it's entertaining. Um, so I've kind of roped down. I still do listen to hunting podcasts, probably more than the average guy, but not near as much as I used to in the past. Um, and uh, I am not listening to people from all over the country talk about deer hunting. I'm kind of targeting my style hunting, the kind of way that I want to go and listen to those podcasts more directly than just listening to everybody all the way across the board. Um, which like I said, there's always something that you can pick up from anybody, not, not taking that away. Um, but for me, um, at this point in my life, uh, less is more. I have so, so much going on with, uh, kids work, um, uh, being a husband, running the podcast, um, all my other side stuff that I do, et cetera, um, that less is more. So getting into what I'm going to do this year um, that is going to simplify stuff. Um, so first of all, if you guys know that I kind of X'd out the public land um, hunting. That's something that I'm not going to do this year um, because of a couple, couple reasons put a ton of time and effort in it and neglected my other pieces of ground. Um, I was stretched really, really thin on a whole bunch of different properties, you know, five, six, seven, eight properties at times all over running cams in different places. 
Um, and it really mutter, muddies the water on where you want to hunt, when you want to hunt, what bucks you want to go after. Um, I know having too many shooter bucks seems like a stupid problem, but um, it's really hard to decipher where you want to go. And a lot of times, for me, I just go with the bigger racked buck um, that might be harder to kill than a, another buck. So I'm not stretching myself out all the way across, you know, and running maps. And, you know, I got 30, 40 cams out there all over the place. And I'm trying to pull them during the year and get the intel. And, you know, and there's times where I am running cams instead of hunting on good hunting days um, during the year, trying to get that one more piece of info. And uh, that's something that I'm not going to do. Um, I'm going to hunt. If I have time to go out and hunt, if I pull cams on the way into hunt, great. Um, but I'm not going to not hunt and go pull cams and kind of waste that day. That's something I've done multiple times in the past. Um, something that I've maybe even said on here that's a strategy to do. And uh, for me, I know it works for other people, but for me, I have never got intel that was like, yes, this is where I'm going to go set up. Uh, most of my stuff's from previous, you know, post postseason intel that I've gotten off the SD cards and dug through um, historical data or actually visually seeing a buck and going in there and hunting them. Um, so uh, the trail cams, I'm kind of toning down. Um, I'm going to worry about more hunting than running cams. Um, sometimes, you know, I got dead batteries on a cam, you know, 35, 40 minutes away, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to hunt 35 minutes less in the evening. I'm going to run out there. I'm going to get that cam batteries in and uh, get back, and then I'm going to hunt somewhere closer to the truck. Um, but I actually want to be hunting here, but I'm not going to be able to make it. But i got to get batteries in that cam because I just have to have the intel on what that cam's going to tell me. And I know that the batteries are dead, and I want to know what the SD card has on it. And I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to run my cams where they're at, move them around if I want, but I'm not going to dictate what I got going on, you know, on those cams so much. Another thing that I did historically every single year um, that is in my mind now that I think about it is really, really dumb. Um, I would do a gigantic card pool right before season starts. So I would go out there and I would pull 30 plus SD cards, it would take me days. You know, I would be all over the place, sweating my balls off out there, pouncing around the woods, making all kinds of racket, thick, brush whacking my way in, pulling SD cards to come back and get data um, that I can't even use because I just went in there and ruined all those spots by going in there and pulling those cams like I do. Um, it seems so silly and dumb now that I did that. But back then I'm trying to get the intel off the cams, man. I'm trying to make moves. I'm trying to see if there's anything here so I can make an attack in two days when season comes in, but I'm educating those deer right off the rip. Instead of going off the historical data, what's my best odds in October. And then when I go in there to hunt, check the cams. Then after you're done hunting, don't go check them before and then decide whether you're going to hunt there or not. Just hunt. And don't ruin the spot before you go in. I, I've done that I don't know how many times. Um, and then secondly, I'm not going to hunt areas just because I don't have pictures on the cams. I've done that I don't know how many times. If I, if, the, if I know the bucks, if I got a picture of the buck in the area, 
I'm going to try to hunt him down. I'm not going to try and move that cam to get a daylight picture of him. I'm just going to try to, okay, he's in the area. I haven't got a picture of him in two days. More than like he's still here somewhere. Let's try to move and, and hunt this deer instead of let's move this cam, educate him. Okay, I get a daylight picture. Now I'm going to go hunt him. Try to make a move on him and, you know, and actually hunt the deer instead of just get a picture of him. I've done that I don't know how many times where I got a buck in daylight. I need to bread trail him back. Instead of hunting the deer, I go in there with batteries and a backpack in season and move the cam, mess the area up where he could have been by that cam in daylight just off to the side and I'm not getting a picture of him and I'm missing the opportunity. Um, so that's something I'm going to do running my cams different. I still have a pile of them on the shelf guys. Um, I don't know how many I have over there. I still have mobile cams on the shelf. I'm trying to restrain myself to saving them. When the sign comes up, I put them on the sign instead of, I got my cams and my historical spots out. I have, I have a bunch of cams out probably around the 20 ish mark. Um, I'm getting my historical data, don't get me wrong, but I want to keep some cams to put on the sign that pops up. When I don't do that enough, you find this fresh sign, you're like, man, I want to have a cam to put on it, see what's, what's popping out here, what bucks are hitting it, and uh, you don't have a cam to put there because they're all out in other spots. So now I have a bank of cams that if I go hunting, I might take two cams with me. If I find a good spot, I might hang it. If I don't find anything, I might, I'm not going to hang it. You know, I'm just just trying to do something different because every year I've been out there pounding the pavement, trying to do every little second ounce effort, sweat, everything I can to get these bucks. And I'm still killing deer. Don't get me wrong, but I'm having less and less success on giant buck encounters. Um, so my, my mantra for this year is, um, low stress, um, high reward is pretty much what it's going to be. Um, low, low stress, low pressure, high reward. So these areas that I was going out and I was running cams, I was doing mock scrapes, I was doing food plots, I was doing this, I was, you know, moving cams because nothing's on it. I was out there driving around my truck scouting. I was walking around scouting. I'm not doing that. I'm hunting. I'm letting the pressure be off the ground and just seeing if the bucks come back because there's spots where I had really good success and a ton of bucks on cam. And then I hunt it and I do all that for two, three years and less and less bucks, less and less bucks, less and less bucks, less and less does, which advertly end up with less and less bucks when there should be piles of deer on this area. But I'm just trying to do something deer related to scratch that itch. Um, and I'm burning these spots out where it should be good hunting. And you know, when you're on private land, it's different. Or public land, it's a different game. Because other guys are out there burning the spots as well. And you can't control what they can't do. And you're in a fight to kill that buck before they kill it. And you need the intel. I get that. But for private land, I'm doing the same stuff I'm doing on public land, on private land. And I need to separate the two into two different things. And just think about it different. You know, break it down. Simpler. You know, low stress, low pressure, high reward is what I'm hoping. Um, maybe it don't work. Maybe I look stupid this year. But my amount of stress level, uh, bug bites, sweating my ass off for no reason at all, um, has went down tremendously this year. And I feel just as good about my odds of killing a buck. 
You know, like I don't feel any like I haven't got any. I haven't missed out on any intel. My cams are still out. They're still collecting data. I'm still scouting from the road and doing my thing. I'm just laying off the ground. I'm not trying to pressure the ground. Um, so another thing that I was doing that I'm going to try not to do this year was you're on public land. You're trying to beat out another guy, and you're hunting the area where you think you can kill the buck, and you're just hunting it too early. You know, you got bad weather. You're like, screw it. I'm going in there, and I'm hunting. And you're just pressuring these deer with hunts, um, not in the, the right time. And like I said, on pro- public land, I know other people can go in there and ruin the hunt for you as well. So you kind of have to do that. There is other people on the private ground that I'm hunting. It's not specifically me, um, but it's a lot of different pieces and it's big. So I, I don't want to pressure these deer and educate them when I don't have to. And I just don't want the thought of, okay, someone else is hunting this buck, so I need to get out there and get it done on them before they do. I just want to hunt the deer when I feel like the deer is right. You know, I want to go in there, have an, have an idea of where I want to hunt, and I don't want to go out there and be like, man, it don't, it don't feel right. You know, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling the sign. With that nagging thing in the back of my mind that's going, man, if you don't hunt this, the, the other guy is going to come in here in two days and hunt it and kill, the, kill your buck. Like, um, I just don't want that. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to worry about the other guys out there hunting. I'm just going to hunt my hunt, try to do my thing, and try to lay off those spots unless I really feel like I can kill that deer. Um, I want to do some observation sits. I used to do so many observation sits and learn so much about just how the deer move the area, like how does use the area, how small bucks use the areas. I encounter a big deer from far and make a move on them and be successful. I don't do that anymore. I'm trying to get every hunt right on top as tight as I can and get the kill. And yeah, I've had success doing that, but it is, it hasn't been on that giant age class of buck. It's been on that three, four year old deer the past few years is what I've been killing. Um, and I'm ready to step past that and, and kill these bigger deer. Um, and I'm going to do some observation sets, set some funky stuff like that stuff. You're like, man, I could probably, should I probably fit, set this fence line. Just, I can see so much of learn and just hunt, just freaking hunt, lower the stress, lower the stress of, you know, uh, a lot of people that create content, um, in the outdoor industry, YouTube, um, Facebook pages, you know, podcasts in general, um, there is a, un, you know, people aren't going to talk about it because I, I will though. There's an underlying stress to be successful when you run a hunting brand that people are listening to you talk about how they should kill deer. And there should be a level of success that you have if you expect to talk about deer. I think you should be pretty successful, have some kills, understand what you're doing. Um, if you're pers- if you're, you know, putting yourself out like people should listen to you. You know, like I'm recording this podcast now and I'm hoping someone, you know, has a little bit more fun hunting this year, um, maybe by adding a couple of these things in. And, you know, I feel like I've had enough success that someone might listen to me, especially if they're a new hunter. Um, but there is an underlying stress to be successful that pushes people harder than they would and probably clouds their judgment on a lot of bucks. Um, and, you know, and there's, there's guys like there, 
you know, I've had a really good run. You know, I, I seven years with shooting a buck. You know, a, a nice buck every single year or two, or three. Um, but there's bad. You have bad years. You're gonna have bad years where you don't kill. And for someone that creates content, having the year where you don't kill, um, it's hard for you to swallow and for people to want to come listen to you when. You hear comments like, well, that guy didn't even kill a buck last year. Why should I listen to him? Or why should I tune into his show? You know, why should I do that? Um, And whether anybody says it or not, people believe that. If you create hunting content, there you have an an urgency to kill and be successful, not only to prove to yourself that you can do it, but to prove to others you can do it as well. And it's a bad part of the hunting industry game, but it's just part of it. And that's something that it pain, painfully stakes me to say that I'm okay with. Um, it's awesome to say, man, I've had a seven-year streak on a buck. But I'm okay with, with ending it this year if if I'm not jacked up on the deer coming in. Now, don't get me wrong. I've There's been moments where I've killed three-year-olds that aren't giant just because I'm fired up. And I might do that. But I'm not going to do it for the pure fact of I need to get a buck down to make sure that I get I can continue this streak and say, oh, I'm eight years now. I'm not doing it. I'm not having the stress of it. Uh, my kid's hunting this year. That's one of my main goals. I'm just stepping back, guys. If you haven't noticed, if you listen to my, my podcast for years and years, I've stepped back on the, on the social media, the TikToks, the Instagram, the YouTube. I'm just not in it for that anymore. I'm in it to release episodes and to try to literally help people be better at hunting and help myself be better at hunting with this um, and leave a legacy with every episode that my kids can come back and listen to. Um, and it's going to be crazy when they listen to it and they, I'm all in, I'm going crazy on public. I'm running all these cans. We're talking about it. And then three years later, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing any of that. You know, it's just how life ebbs and flows and it's okay to not be successful. I have to get that in my mind that I got to get the stress away and just hunt and have a good time and and just vibe out there, you know, just feel it. Go back to, you know, before I had a podcast and before people listened to it and just go out and hunt. Um, so um, another thing that I'm going to do, like I mentioned before, is um, targeting hard-to-kill bucks. I've mentioned that on this podcast before because um, you're worried about someone else killing them. And they're absolutely giant. Everybody wants to kill a giant buck, but you're just wasting your whole entire season on this deer. And uh, it's a big decision if you're going to do that. And you're throwing sits at him that you know you're not even going to kill him. You're just throwing sits in his area just to sit. When you could probably go have a set where you would learn more about a property on a different area than going in there and hunting this deer that you know is not there. But just you're just hoping and praying that he shows up. So I'm going to... Um, stop doing that. Try to. It's really hard for me to do when I see a giant buck. I'm just like, oh, drop everything. Let's go over here. Um, another thing that I'm going to do, try not to do as much is uh, when I'm scouting and I see really good sign. Like I'm like, okay, this is it. This is this is what I want. I'm setting up. Here we go. Then then I start second guessing. I'm out there. I'm like, man, I wonder. Man, it's a little thicker up there, about 150 yards. And, you know, maybe I should get up there and uh, and hunt that and check it out. You know, and or what's up the ridge? Or maybe I should hit this creek bottom, go another hundred down, hundred yards down this draw. 
I'm gonna be better at when I figure when I find an area, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hunt here. I feel good about it. I'm gonna hunt it. Because I feel like I'm pushing in further and pushing in further and pushing in further and I'm just educating these deer more and I'm educating these deer more and I'm bumping more deer. Um, and when I get to really good stuff, just like a couple years ago, man, we were in this bottom. We had a tough hunt in the morning. We The night before, we were on some bucks. Um, and we got, we went to this bottom. We were scouting, and, man, it was just lit up. It was, you could tell, it was super fresh sign. It was late October. The wind was right. We, the thermals were right for the evening. And I was like, man, we just got to set up. We just need to set up. And we went 50 more yards and bumped a deer off a point, a giant buck off a point. Um, and then that 50 yards, we were like, damn, man. Like, we would have set up where we were. That buck probably would have come out and worked this scrapes, and we would have, you know, tagged a really nice buck out here. Um, just that desire to know just a little bit more about what's going on out there really, really bothered us. And we had that in our mind, like, well, if we burn this spot, there's another spot somewhere else we can hunt, um, where I'm not going to try to do that. I'm not going to stretch myself so thin to think about hunting eight different spots at the same time. I'm going to go, okay, do I feel like this is the right spot to kill this buck? Yes or no? Okay. It is. Let's go. It isn't. Let's, let's rethink this plan. Where else can I go? I'm not going to have a pin out here like I normally do with eight different spots for eight different wind directions and come out here and be like, where should I go? Where should I go? No, I'm just, I'm just going to hunt. I'm going to go out there, scout, stand on my back. If I'm feeling it, I'm going to hunt. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to hunt. Um, and the last thing that I'm going to try to do is I'm not going to try to dissect everything that I do so much. Um, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to, be mindful of my access and my wind and that's it. I'm not going to think about my sink control a shitload. I'm not going to worry about, you know, moving cams all over the freaking place during season. I'm not going to worry about moving set stands to get ready for three days from now. I'm not going to worry about, I should be over here. Um, this is stupid. I need to get down and move. Um, I'm just going to hunt my hunt. And like I said, all this could be wrong. I could be absolutely wrong. I cannot kill anything this year. But I have never had the lowest amount of stress and the funnest preseason of whitetail ever compared to this year. Just by just lowering the stress level, lowering the workload. And like I said, low pressure, you know, high success. We'll, you know, see if that works. I, I have no idea. <laughs> But low stress, low pressure, high success. I'm hoping not pressuring these private lands like I did when I'm going out there and I'm planting this food plot and the deer aren't even on the damn food plot in daylight because I've been out there and I've mowed it. I've moved cams. I've trimmed shooting lanes. I've sprayed it. Then I went out there, you know, planted it, tilled it, sprayed it again. You know, I'm just out there and out there. And I'm checking to see how it's growing, pulling cams, driving in there with the truck, pulling cams, walking in there, pulling cams. No, not doing that. I'm going out there, and I'm hunting it. The area is perfect for bedding. It should hold a bunch of deer, and it don't, and it used to. So I know that it's me that's doing it. So I haven't been – I have not been on that place since last season, guys. I have not been on this private piece of ground since last season. This is the first time 
since I got permission to hunt that piece five or six years ago when it was fire, um, that I have not been out there multiple times already this year. I'm just not doing it. I'm going to go out there, hang some cams here soon in my same areas I hang them where I have good success, and we're going to run it. I got the cam set out, ready to go. Going to put a couple of mobiles there and really just eliminate and make that property zero pressure and see what happens. My neighbors keep killing all the bucks. I'm obviously pressuring them off my ground because they're on there. Why keep doing the same thing and not having success? You know, why you got to, you got to change it up. So this is my way of changing it up this year. Um, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of me rambling about pretty much doing Less work than I ever have done for whitetail. Um, I'm always that. I did a shitload of postseason scouted. Don't get me wrong. I postseason scouted more this this year than I ever have on a bunch of public land that I'm not going to hunt. But if I get in a pinch, I have all this in the back burner. I have all this historical data in the back burner. I've done the work on the public land. I can go out there and I can help other people be successful out there. And I can also get myself in a situation where I could get on some bucks out there pretty easy. Um, so it's not completely off the table. I'm just not prioritizing it with all the cams, all the work, biking in, sweating my ass off, just getting crawling through shit to get back in the deep stuff where the big ones are. Just going in there and hunting and seeing how the deer react with the no pressure. Like the first time I go into Boonertown this year is going to be the second time I've been there since January of last year. The first time I go in there to hunt. I'm going in there hanging cams, not going back. That's going to be the very first time I've been in there. Will it have an impact? We're going to see. You know, I, I've i had really good uh, pictures early October on one scrape in there, daylight bucks. And every year, you know, I go in there, I freshen up that scrape, go in there, pull the camera, blah, 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 move the camera, tweak it a little bit. And uh, the bucks seem to stop coming. I don't think, I think that property is so small that it only takes a couple hunts and then it's burned. So I want that first one to be as fresh as I can be. Um, as for the other stuff, um, I'm going to hunt my hunt on it, do what I can. I am going to go move some cams on the one piece of private. Um, bucks just aren't there. You know, I'm going to give it another week, see if they return. If not, I'm out moving them, making moves. Um, and I'm getting them you know, insert on certain cams and not on the other cams. So that tells me kind of where their home range is. So I just need to narrow it down a little bit and go from there. Um, but thank you for listening all the way in. Love you guys. The listener numbers have been incredible. I know season's coming. I cannot thank you guys enough for listening to this podcast. If you've been here, I just got a message today. A guy went back from episode one and listened to every single episode. That just blows me away when people do that. Just blows my mind out there. Um, and I cannot thank you guys enough for supporting me the way that you do. Um, quick shout out to my Patreon guys. You guys are the superstars of this show. I love you guys for the support. You helped me out so much. You literally helped me pay for the hosting fees of this podcast to make this not a thing that I pay to do. Um, it's a thing that, you know, I enjoy doing and releasing this content for you. Cause like I said, it's going to come every Wednesday. I'm dedicated to you guys people that come back and listen to the show every single week. I've been here for almost six years. I'm not going anywhere. Um, like I said, I've been running it by myself for over a year now. 
the struggle was real at the first, but now it's it's no big deal. Um, but as always, try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. And why the legacy is out. So I'm coming in your holes next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. All right, guys, if you hung out and listened to the very end, um, I wrapped it up there, and I wanted to add one more thing. Um, I recently got a message from a guy, and, uh, you know, he's just, just struggling, just struggling with normal life stuff. And I talked to him, and uh, I definitely don't have all my shit together, um, but I want to put it out there. Don't ever think that you're alone. There's always someone that you can reach out to. Um, you guys can get on my Facebook messenger, my Instagram, message me personal on Instagram, whatever you want to do, reach out. I'll talk to you guys, whether it's about hunting, life, dad, work, religion, whatever you got going on, man, your health, your, your wellness. This guy was having problems with, you know, struggling with obesity, you know, wanting to do better for his kids, you know, religion, you know, just questioning a lot of stuff. Had a really powerful conversation with the guy um, and struck up a really good friendship with the guy. And, uh, you know, hopefully just that talk, you know, this, those couple talks could really spark something in him to, to see a change for the better for him and his family. You know, the better you are, the stronger you are mentally, the better you're going to be for your family. So if you got anything going on like that, don't be afraid to reach out. I'm here. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to other buddies. There's other buddies out there that will talk to you. Um, a lot of us are all men are all going through the same things in our mind. Um, we're just too proudful to talk about it. Um, so I know it's kind of a sappy ending here, but I wanted to put that out there because that message hit me that, you know, a lot of the stuff that this guy is questioning, I remember myself questioning as well and going through the same things, you know, being a first time dad, you know, feeling bad about yourself, wanting to be, you know, wanting to be around for your kids as long as you possibly can and, you know, show them the right things to do. And dance. it's freaking hard out there, guys. If you, and, you know, if you're, you're just like me, if you're working dudes, you're listening to this, it's freaking hard. You wake up, you go out there, you grind, you try to make funny money for your family. You're trying to hunt as much as you can on the side. Um, you're trying to do right by them and do shit for you as well. And it's just a battle, this straight up battle. So, I want to put that out there. I also wanted to say that you guys listen to this podcast and you, you might think that I got everything put together and shit's perfect and I'm killing bucks. And my family's great. But, dude, I struggle daily with small shit as well. Um, so no one has everything figured out no matter what the hell they say. Um, so don't get down on yourself. There's always room for improvement, um, and I know you guys can do it. Um, so we'll wrap it up there. I love you guys. Thanks for coming in and, and listening to the episode. Hopefully I impacted you one way or the other, and we'll see how this uh, crazy process of my choosing of how to hunt this year is going to react. Um, it might be an utter disaster. might kill the biggest buck of my life. Never know.